Throwback Thursday on Gonzaga Nation SI continues on. I'm your host, Dan Dickow. Connecting with former Zags, whether they are teammates of mine, Gonzaga players before or after this current player that I'm about to speak with was a player almost at the same time as me, just slightly after, played in one of the most iconic Gonzaga games up until recent memory when they finally broke through and get to the Final Four. Tony Skinner. Tony, thanks for joining. Thanks, my man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, without a doubt. So um, you and I crossed paths many times when I was leaving Gonzaga and you were about to come to Gonzaga. Right. Obviously, you live in Spokane now. We both have similar interests as far as youth basketball and, mm -hmm. and what we can to help impact uh, the game in Spokane that we love. But tell me really quickly – who was the influence for you that helped drive you to love the game of basketball and be able to play at the Division One level for Gonzaga? Ooh, man. I mean, you know the era we grew up in, Michael Jordan. I mean, just 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 watching him play, his not only his tenacity, but his joy he had when he was out there. I mean, he, he made it look fun. You know, whether it was trash talking, dunking on somebody, stealing the ball. And for me, um, when I started playing, I just fell in love with it. And the more I watched him, guys like him, Vince Carter, Allen Iverson, I mean, those are the kind of the guys that I looked up to when I was playing. And those are kind of the guys I could try to emulate my game, you know, behind. And watching those guys play, like I said, just the joy they they have when they play. That I think that's what drove me there the most. Joy for the game is huge. And I think that separates a lot of players from becoming great or just being good. Mm -hmm. When you watch the game now, currently, you mentioned some former great NBA players. Do you gravitate towards watching anybody in particular during these NBA playoffs? Uh, I mean, before it was Kevin Durant. That guy, that guy, the way he does things, his height, his size, his ability, his, uh, his tenacity, his competitiveness, him, Devin Booker. I mean, I, Growing up in the Southwest, you know, you kind of start liking the Phoenix Suns back, back in Kevin Johnson days and Charles Barkley, and kind of keep 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 track of them here and there. But yeah, I mean, I think Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, I like Paul George, um, just just the way they play the game on on both sides. You know, you mentioned growing up in the Southwest. I believe you grew up in Albuquerque. Am I correct? Correct. You are correct. So uh, myself, as well as a lot of former teammates, one of the most disappointing Gonzaga end <laughs> of the season occurred in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I currently, I've, I've been back three times, I think, since. Twice playing in the G League, once as a broadcaster. Tell us about Albuquerque, the love for basketball, because New Mexico is a great basketball program when they get it going. It is. Rich Patino is doing a great job now, but tell us a little bit about your growing up playing basketball in Albuquerque. Um, I mean, back when we played, there was, like you said, we, you and I, we, we are both in youth development right now and helping the kids kind of learn the game. When I was playing growing up, um, it was, you go outside and just play, you know, you find guys that are playing the game, older guys, younger guys, and you just went out and play. I mean, out there, any part, weather definitely helps with it. You know, it's nice and sunny out there most of the time, most year round. So just being able to go out to parks and play and, and see that aspect of it. I think that's, that's the biggest thing in Albuquerque. You don't have to be in a gym down there. You know, it doesn't have to be air conditioned. You, if the guys want to play, they'll be out there playing. So you grew up in Albuquerque. 
we played there my senior year, Alex Hernandez, Anthony Reason, yep. uh, Blake Stepp, Corey Violet, Roni Turioff. We played in Albuquerque, then we ended up losing in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Is there any truth to the altitude affecting players? In I, man, I will tell you what. So growing up in Albuquerque, um, when I left to go to junior college, which was in Colorado, you would think Denver, mile high, that's high, you know, elevation. It was nothing. I went back to Albuquerque after junior college and I felt like I couldn't breathe. <laughs> then when I came to Spokane and went back, you talk about the difference. That is a huge, I think now with my age and stamina, I don't go to Albuquerque and play basketball no more. It's not the talent. <laughs> it's it's the breathing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No, uh, you know, there, there comes a certain point in time where, where guys occasionally play, they play recreationally, they play the win or they just kind of support others in their journey and their path. So uh, I get that with the altitude being down there versus up here for sure. Yeah. Uh, what made you, um, you obviously went to junior college first. Mm -hmm. Alex Hernandez, who was a recent guest on Throwback Thursday, went to junior college first. I think there's an unbelievable place for four-year guys junior college to division one guys and there's transfer portal guys that fit. What was it about Gonzaga for you as a junior college guy that made sense? Um, well, I'll tell you a little funny story about that game. You guys played against Wyoming and Albuquerque. I was actually getting recruited by Wyoming at the same time as Gonzaga. Um, when you, when we lost that game, I, I, I got to hear it a little bit, you know, but for me, it was how I wanted to play in the NCAA tournament. Um, when I was in high school, I didn't get recruited by a lot of actually zero division ones. It was a couple of junior colleges and a division two. My high school coach told me, if you want a chance to go to play division one, go junior college route. You know, grades weren't the issue. A lot of guys go to junior college because of the grades. Um, that was not the issue it was just being recruited and just giving myself that option to play division one, you know, division two was always going to be there if I went to junior college, but I just wanted that option, you know, and then, and then when Gonzaga came around, they were actually recruiting one of my teammates um, and I was on the tape and they kind of liked what they saw. And we, we talked and the rest is history. Who would that teammate have been? Cause uh, I mean, that was, you came in the year after I left. Right. So I, I believe your recruiting visit in the spring, I might've been around. I might've not have been. I think, yeah, uh, I think so. Casey. Yeah. You, I think you guys were around. It was uh, Nick Valdez. He went, he ended up going to play at Texas tech. Yeah, I remember yep. that name for sure. Yep. <laughs> Isn't that funny how the world of basketball works? Is sometimes you're not somebody's initial primary target, but you become the perfect fit. Man, that is so true. Like you said, it's it's not about the opportunity, it's the preparation for when the opportunity arises. So they were looking at your teammate, they saw you on film, they liked what they saw. You take a visit, you figure out, hey, this might be good. What was it about Gonzaga that made you say, you know what? That's where I need to be. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Shout out to my man Winston Brooks. You know, he he, oh. he was he was the biggest reason I came up here. He reminded me a lot of my family, my brothers. He's from Virginia. My dad, I got a family in Virginia, and we kind of just hit it off. And uh, you know, I'd been to a couple other recruiting trips, and you know, you get to know the players a little bit. But there was something about Gonzaga, not even just Winston. You know, some of the other guys we were there: Kyle Bankhead, Blake Step, Richard Fox, Violet, Turioff. I mean, this the family atmosphere. You know, being wanted. I guess that was the biggest thing. You're not just another player to take my spot, but you're here to help us. 
Winston Brooks. I, I oh, think, yeah. uh, you know, Winston is one of the best on-ball defenders I've played against regardless of levels, high right. school, college, professionally. Um, he was one of those guys that he probably could have averaged more points per game in college, but he was selfless. Yes. Uh, when you look at teammates while you were at Gonzaga, you mentioned uh, Winston already. Are there other teammates that kind of fit the description of being selfless that took a backseat so the team could have success? I think I think that mold fits for everybody. I mean, the lineup we had my junior or actually my senior year. I mean, you're you're talking we had myself, Bankhead, Step, Violet, Turioff, Earl Knight, Adamores, Derek Ravio, Sean. Ma I mean, when you got a lineup like that, there there's guys that are going to be taking a back seat, and if and if you're not following in the line and, and taking it for the right reason, you can see it. And I don't think that ever showed with us because like I said, we were all there for the ultimate goal and that was to play together and win. So you were part of one of the most iconic games in Gonzaga history until they made the final four. And that was the Arizona battle. I believe it was 2003. Yep. Um, in Salt Lake city at university of Utah, Blake just barely missed a little floater to kind of man by a win <laughs> run us back through that game kind of lead up to the final parts of the game and, and then the the emotions afterwards um so like i said growing up in the southwest arizona is a big school down there um you know richard jefferson gilbert arenas those type of guys that were down there chan and fry um and when i was in junior college i actually sent them a letter you know to try to get recruited and you know how it goes did you use at this point now where they recruit two three years down the road they don't recruit for the next year and that's kind of what they told me so it kind of stuck with me. I never thought we'd get the chance to play him, but when we got to play him, I trust me, I remember that that conversation. I think I, honestly that had a lot to do with just being relaxed and just playing. Um, that game ended up playing all what fifty minutes of it. Did not come out one time, and it really? was just being yeah. Just being I don't remember that. In was, in the, uh, yeah. that's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't come out the whole game. I mean, it was just the, the focus, you know, and just. Being in, in the moment, that was also my my first time playing in the NCAA tournament. We had beat Cincinnati uh, before, which was a crazy ending in itself. And then uh, to play Arizona, like I said, a team I grew up watching and to be in the NCAA tournament, it's that opportunity, you know, being ready, being prepared when that opportunity comes. So you go from junior college to play to Gonzaga. You're a big part of what they do. You're starting you play 50 minutes, as you mentioned, in the in the NCAA tournament against Arizona. How do you earn Coach Fuse trust that quickly? Um, I think my style of play, I, I, I grew up in a system. Um, in Albuquerque, we, we ran a lot of plays. Um, but like you said, on the defensive end, I took pride in playing defense. I took pride in rebounding. And so for me, I knew as long as I could do those things, scoring to me wasn't my main thing. Um, I tried to find other things I could do to impact the game. And I think Coach Fuse saw that. And that's what allowed me, you know, to earn his trust and, and get that playing time right off the bat. So Coach Few is one of the greats. He's going to sure. go down in history, you know, as the greatest coach uh, in Gonzaga history, clearly. In the West Coast, outside of John Wooden, he yep. is a future Hall of Famer. You, which I think a lot of our listeners are, are won't realize, you have coached against Coach Fu <laughs> in girls' youth AAU in Spokane. What was that like? 
I'll tell you what, uh, it's hard not to keep the the personal aspect out of it. I mean, you're coaching to get your old coach. You got to show him, you know, I know what I'm doing. I, I want to beat you. He still got it. I mean, I, they beat us. He still got it. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though. It, it was good to see that side of him. I mean, we all know as players, when you're under a coach and depend on the situation, your relationship is different. And when you leave as a player and you're, you're a young man, you're an adult, um, it, you turn into the more of that friendship. And I think that was the, the most fun about it was being able to joke back and forth with him during the game, you know, talk about things, you know, that we used to do. And it was just, it was just a good time, you know, just being out there as friends versus coach and player. Who won? Oh, he won. <laughs> <laughs> he won. <laughs> so, so his winning percentage in girls AAU is very good, just like in NCA. It's you know when you when you guest appear here and there, yes, yes, you know. <laughs> I don't think he's I don't think he's coached a full season yet. I I don't I, I don't think uh, mentally it's different from college guys to middle school girls. <laughs> um, so yes, for sure. He, he's definitely a great coach. I, I think it'd be a little bit different though, if, if, if that was his full-time job right now. <laughs> Did he work the officials just like he does during a NCAA tournament or a, a WCC game? No, you know, that I think that was the thing that scared me the most. He was really quiet, you know, <laughs> he didn't say much. And that, that I'm used to seeing him walk up and down, take that jacket off, turn a little red, you know, get a little upset. And nope, none of that happened. He, he was real quiet. I think that that's what made me the most nervous. Uh, that's, that's tremendous. Hey, give us a little bit of uh, your time at Gonzaga. Who was your favorite teammate and why? Oh, you already know, Mr. Brooks. Man, that's that's my guy. Still talk to this day. Actually, our kids play together on a basketball team. Um, good family. I mean, he's family. I wouldn't even call him a friend. He's family. Um, of course, there's other guys, Roni, Earl. Um, but yeah, Winston and I, I mean, inseparable since I've moved up here. How about experience? You mentioned the, the Arizona game. Let's take that one out of the equation. Is there another experience, whether it's a game, whether it's a practice, um that that kind of quickly pops to mind that hey i remember that that influenced me that was a hugely beneficial time in my life uh it was the maui invitational i mean getting into junior or from junior college to division one the level uh that we're playing at the size of the guys the speed um the knowledge of the game when we went to the maui invitational my junior year i mean to me that was probably the biggest eye-opener you, know, you guys play in Maui that year? Um, we had Utah, Indiana, and Kentucky. That's uh, that's a pretty legit <laughs> yeah. group of teams. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, Utah has been undervalued nationally. They've been to Final Fours. Um, Kentucky and Indiana are two blue bloods. Yeah. What was that like? Uh, because this this is kind of the, the transition point from Gonzaga when I played to the next level. My senior year, we played in the Great Alaska Shootout. That was a great tournament, but it wasn't the Maui Invitational. That's still to this day probably the best early conf or early non-conference tournament in basketball. What was the Maui Invitational really like? It was a lot of fun. I mean, you 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 can't beat being on the beaches <laughs> in Hawaii, you know, and playing basketball. I mean, you got the best of both worlds, but you know, just the competition they have out there. I mean, you look at it now, just a few years back, you know, you got. Rui Hachimura versus Zion Williams, you know, just just the level of competition that goes there, the teams that play in that. I think that speaks for itself and why it is so big and and so watched, you know. Do you have a favorite current Gonzaga player in college and then a favorite current 
Gonzaga player in the pros? Ooh, man, that's tough. Let's see. In college right now, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I like, I like, I like watching them all. You know, there's to me, I'm I'm a little, a little selfish. I, I I like the defensive guys. You know, I like the stoppers. I like the guys that are gonna go out there and shut guys down. Hunter Salas. I mean, he was one of my favorites when he when he was in there. Anton does a great job at playing defense, bringing energy. He reminds me a lot of Terry off. Um, current players in the NBA right now, Demontis. I mean, that guy is who who would have known? I mean, yes, we know what his dad could do, but his knowledge and being the size he is and how quick his feet are. I mean, you, you can't teach that. That is just growing up, knowing your body, you know, being around the game and, and getting a feel for it. So I think those would probably be a couple of my favorites right there. Is there one Gonzaga player that you wish you could have played with, whether it's John Stockton, you mentioned DeMontis Sabonis, is Shema Karnowski maybe. Is there one guy that you were like, man, that would have been fun to play with this guy? Casey Calvary. That guy, I mean, you got to play with him. That that's yeah. just the way he played. I mean, it, like I said, when you when you can go out there and have fun while you're playing, how, how would you not want to go play with those type of guys? I mean, you're smiling, you're laughing, talking trash. That's what it's supposed to be about. Casey to this day is one of the most underrated Gonzaga players of all time. Yes, I mean, his competitiveness. His determination, his focus, his athleticism, and his strength is off the charts. If the game was played how it is now, I oh, think man. he would be an NBA player. Definitely. He was one of the first guys to hit trail threes as a big. Mm-hmm. And his athleticism, um, you probably wouldn't know this because you kind of watched him. You didn't play with him. I played AAU with Casey in high school. Okay. And I played with him. Uh, I played against him when I was at UW when he was at, at GU. And then right, we right. were teammates. I have never been able to throw an, a lob dunk to anybody at any level the way I have with Casey. And I've never felt a teammate have my back the way that Casey has his teammates' backs. It's, it's unbelievable. Yes, yes. I mean, that guy, like I said, just – just. I mean, you see it now. I, I, I've had the, the opportunity to see him now outside of the game and and you know he's still in Spokane and seeing him around the kids you can still see the love in him for the game you know the passion for it um he's just just a great guy all around I do have a question for you yeah were you in the game when he broke the backboard no I wasn't because that that would have been against your New Mexico Lobos okay I was I was out with a broken finger so I missed games my junior year um I was there and I was blown away by the Man. fact that he broke a backboard with his strength. It was amazing. That's, yes, that says a lot. <laughs> Not many guys have done that. Yeah. Hey, last couple quick questions for you. Uh, NBA or college when you are kind of just enjoying uh, watching basketball? I would say college year-round. Uh, NBA playoffs definitely catch my attention. But just the college, the way they play, they're hungry. You know, they want to make it to that next level. They want to make a name for themselves. You know, whether it be the small schools, the big schools, everybody's out there after the same goal. I think the college for me, definitely. Last question. Now, you and I both, you know, work with youth basketball players in the Spokane community, trying to help them, you know, figure out strengths, weaknesses, how to improve those weaknesses and and achieve their goals. If there's one thing when you're talking to a kid, a boy or girl, regardless of age, that is a emphasis, a focal point. 
um, what would it be? Would it be shooting? Would it be IQ? Would it be footwork? Um, and what is most important to you? Um, for me, I mean, I tell all my kids this, it's the purpose of behind why you're here. You have to know why you're in this gym training. Did mom and dad tell you, are you after a goal? Um, we all know times are going to get rough. There's going to be hard practices, great practices, good games, bad games. But as long as you can focus on that purpose, why you're there, I think that is the biggest thing for me, you know, to be able to fall back on in good times and bad times. Well, you can learn a lot from uh, good times. You can learn a lot from bad times. Well, definitely. <laughs> Speaking of that, from my perspective, and you probably can say the same. So, Tony, I appreciate the time. Thanks for joining Throwback Thursday on Gonzaga Thank Nation. SI. And uh, we'll have to do this again maybe during the season. Yeah, sounds good, my man. I'm around.